this is Alan Appel, and you are listening to This Day in New Haven History on WNHH 103.5 FM and streaming live at newhavenindependent.org, community radio in the Elm City. Thank you for joining us on this October 3, and I'm here in the time travel machine with co-pilot Jason Bischoff-Wurzel. Hi, Jason. Hi, Alan. So, Jason, it's the you. we're looking at the wonderful year 1908. Yes. So why did you choose 1908? Because the uh, last week, our listeners might remember, we were in the um, historically significant year of 1876 when uh, Rutherford B. Hayes became president and the resultant um, advent of um, uh, Jim Crow. Yes. What happened in 1908, or did it just seem like a nice number? It's a nice number, and uh, it was a really interesting autumn week. That's right. Here in New Haven. Now, I, 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 before we uh, look at this article that you brought in, which looks to be about um, uh, exciting skies over New Haven, I just want to give our uh, listeners the, the context for other things that happened in 1908, according to Professor Wikipedia. In this year, New Haveners would have been aware that the Model T Ford was first uh, produced and came off the the conveyor belts, wherever they built them in Detroit. See? Exciting. And the Wright brothers were having a hard time being signed up by the U.S. government, so they made a deal with the French hmm. in this year. Um, Gandhi was arrested for the very first time by refusing to carry an obligatory ID card in South Africa. Interesting. And let me see, this is the weirdest thing. Mark Twain, who had recently lost his wife, um, and he himself was to live just two more years, he was so lonely for the uh, uh, the affection of women that he began a, a young girls club <laughs> called the Angelfish Club. That is very strange. What, where did was he still in Connecticut at the time? He, this would, was in, would this the, behavior of his. <laughs> this behavior of his took place near where you lived for a time. I believe in Reading. Oh, that's very. He was building a new house in Reading. Yes, he'd lost his wife, whom he adored. And his daughters were off doing what they were doing. And he, he, what he said was, I'm at the age of being a grandfather and I have no grandchildren. Hmm. So he formed a club. He loved these, these little girls, um, would run around in bows. They were nine or ten years old and he would um, read to them. And they all were the children of wealthy families, apparently. Mm -hmm. And it was all on the up and up, sort of. Um, but... Um, yeah, I mean, historians know the names of these people. They went on to become actresses. I believe Billy Burke, who was the Wicked Witch in The Wizard of Oz, was one of uh, the members of Mark Twain's club. That's weird. It's, uh, it's strange. And finally, Jason, before we get to the piece you brought in from your wonderful New Haven Museum, you should know that in this fine year of 1908, Lyndon Johnson was born and Winston Churchill got married. Hmm. That's a prospective giver. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So here we are, what 1908, we, what do we have? flashing to New Haven. And when we say flashing, we mean the Aurora Borealis. Right over. Carrying on above our heads here in the city. And uh, they say here in the Saturday Evening Chronicle uh -huh. that Tar tells of the phenomenon seen in the skies. And Tar was the local weatherman who ran the... Uh, the the uh, weather observatory that we had spoke about a few months ago. We did, and it downtown. was downtown, atop of the uh, Mallies. Yes. Which now, 
it wasn't did we clarify that this he was a local weatherman or was he with the U.S. Weather Service or was he in the he employee was with of the, this with the U.S. Weather Service? Right, but, you know, lived locally. Uh, and obviously he was uh, he was a personality like like the Al Roker of 1908. Yes, yes, could be. All right. So Tar tells of the phenomenon seen in the skies, finest display in 30 years. Weatherman so describes the northern lights visible in New Haven early this week, odd electrical disturbances. It is said that the northern lights, which occurred on Tuesday night, were the finest which had been seen here in 25 or 30 years. Ordinarily, the lights are white and have something the appearance of a searchlight. But if the lights become very intense, they gain color, usually a red, yellow, and occasionally a purple. The lights on Tuesday lasted from early evening until midnight, and at times were very brilliant, gaining a red color. Right, and and, and then there's more description of this. And, uh, you know, one of the things that puts me in mind of is what the night sky over New Haven uh, in terms of visibility and being able to uh, see the articulation of constellations. My guess is that in 1908, New Haveners could have seen a lot more stars as well as a lot more aurora borealis mm -hmm. than we do today because we have such bright lights on the ground. Yes, exactly. I mean, w w the, the city was must have been relatively dark in the evening. Um, uh, in 1908, there were, I would assume, gas lamps on the yes. streets? Yes, and No el electricity, not widespread. Not widespread, no. And... Um yeah, exactly. You, if if anything, you'd have a much dimmer uh, light, um, sort of light pollution. But but yes, what we have today, um, and really what we have in the Northeast, especially along here, this I ninety five corridor, uh, it's it's oh, there's always some sort of artificial light at any given time. Um, so in nineteen oh eight, once the sun went down, you could still see the sky. Now, given the caveat to that is the amount of probably localized smog and heavy smoke that would be floating around from the factories from the factories and the coal yes well that's right but it, but but i'm assuming the aurora borealis the, those lights created by it's interesting they they're not sure the last paragraph says there is a general belief that these lights have some connection with the spots on the sun and considerable work has been done to connect the two um, in fact, that is the case, uh, but the, he, he, uh, because Professor Wikipedia says the lights are created by what they call solar wind, mm -hmm. which is um, particles um, thrown off by the activity on the sun interacting with the atmosphere of Earth. Right. But I guess he wasn't sure of that. But the, the point is, uh, is that they, they seem to have seen these things every year for the past 30 years. D d does it occur every year and we just can't see it? or? Um, yeah, we just don't see that down here that often. But they could see it because if they could breathe through the coal, the sky yeah. was... Or the yeah, you could see a lot more. Uh, it might have also uh, had something to do, too. Perhaps maybe we were at a different... Um, Sort of orbital point. I'm not exactly sure, uh, but it stands to reason. I mean, weather weather patterns were distinctly different. I mean, weather patterns today are distinctly different from almost 10 years ago. So, uh, but back in the in certain points in the past, um, th natural phenomena came about at different time points. 
Well, but not they weren't radically different. I mean, and one of the things we share with people, you know, well, the harbor in, froze over. New Haven Harbor froze over. It used over? to freeze over. It used to freeze over. Yeah. Regularly. So, uh, for some time, yeah, it was recorded as doing so. When when was this? And what was the last? You're talking about the the harbor freezing from end to end or just ice on the margins, which is quite common it's still. It said it was end to end. Wow. Yeah. So events like that would happen. But the actual air was recorded as not being as cold. So mm. it's strange. Yeah. What I'm getting at is it's strange. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't there to see it. I've only seen the Mill River uh, not freeze solid. Or rather the Quinnipiac, I'm sorry. Not freeze quite solid. But I've seen it... Uh, pretty frozen a few years ago i i have also where 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 your eye could go from um shore to shore from west to east but uh it it didn't you know give confidence that if you went on it that you would stay right right above the water yes it was much more uh Wow, <laughs> that's, right. it got cold last night kind right. of thing. No, one of the things that I think is, uh, you know, kind of wonderful about history is that more or less we share the same weather in the same place with with people who, um, you know, lived in New Haven in 1908 or in 1808 or in 1708. Yeah. I mean, it was it would be different but not dramatically different but there were certain pockets of time where things would have dramatic changes um and maybe for last for a year maybe at some points they lasted for five to ten years but there are um th- there is a history of weather uh anomalies oh. uh especially you, in new england you should do a show at the museum on new haven weather anomalies weather anomalies you know what's funny about this um article is it, it i was waiting for um it to tell us where people are where it's suggested that people should go up like go to east rock or go to the top of this building or that right, building right. to see this but there's no recommendation right no there's not there's just basically it's a uh, discussion about uh seeing these lights um, well, you got and, and, and their analysis, and like, and as right. you mentioned, uh, they, the theory that they have some connection with spots in the sun. Um, they also theorize at this point that the northern lights are due to the conditions of the temperature and pressure of the air. They said on this particular occasion, there was a warm wave moving up from the southeast and a cold wave moving southward. When these two heat waves uh, came together. The conditions were right to generate electricity, which is a direct cause of the lights. They've always, they are always seen in the north as the electricity generates at the pole and works toward the equator. In the southern hemisphere, they would be seen in the south coming from the south pole. Mm. That's too complicated for me. <laughs> but Dr. Wikipedia has information that uh, TARD did not have, which is that when the oxygen interacts, when the oxygen particles thrown off by the sun interacts with the magnetosphere, which is the space around Earth in this mm-hmm. particular case, it creates green or orange light. But the nitrogen particles interacting with the magnetosphere creates blue or red, hmm. which is what I learned. 
Well, anyway, Jason, thank you for um, keeping us up to speed with the weather in 1908. Yes, and uh, here's hoping that we may be able to see at some point uh, a bright aurora borealis here over the New Haven Green or maybe over East Rock or West Rock. Great. Thank you for uh, co-piloting with me and uh, see you tomorrow on this day in New Haven history.